Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gonna take it. Legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. He's Bob Ryan. I'm Jeff Goodman. And uh, we've got the NBA playoffs in the rearview mirror, Bob, but that doesn't mean there's not things to talk about. Oh. We've got a, we've got a new coaching hire, Bob, and you know exactly who Nate Bjorkren is. You know you, you know him. You know his whole resume. You can you can write his bio right now. You can write his bio, Nate Bjorkren. I hope right I'm saying now, it correctly. Right now, I could. Twenty four hours ago, I couldn't. I'll be totally honest. That one. Utterly blindsided me. I did not know of his existence on this earth. I did not know him as an assistant in Phoenix. I did not know him uh, as an assistant in Toronto. I did not know him. But what I did find out, I've done some research. Okay. You've done, you've he's done your thing. He's a guy. Yep. Okay. And he's from Storm Center, Storm Lake, Iowa. Not to be confused with Clear Lake, where that's where the music died on February 2nd, 1959, in case you're wondering. I have Clear no Lake, idea Iowa. what that means, Bob. What does that that's mean? The buddy, that's the buddy Holly. Okay. Uh, Big Bopper, okay. Richie Valens, that's where they died in Clear Lake, Iowa, but really? not Storm Lake. They want to get, I'm sure they I was confused. I thought it was the same place. All right. Norm, Nate Bjorken, um, he is a, a nurse guy, yep. and I happen to be in Iowa in Des Moines the day that Nick Nurse was introduced as the coach of the Iowa Energy in 2007. All right. Really? In fact, I was on the broadcast. Yeah. And, uh, don't ask. That's another story. We'll do that for another day. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, his resume, Iowa Energy, Dakota, Iowa again, Bakersfield. And then he got into the, with the Suns in 15 and then Toronto with, with his man, Nurse. Um, but fun fight. He went to after he left uh, his first college, he went to back home to Buena Vista University. Did you know uh, about Buena Vista University? I have no idea, Bob. I didn't know it. it, it I'm not making fun of him uh, at all. Seriously, I don't want to do that. No, it's a, a school founded in the, in the mid-19th century by the Presbyterians. Uh, and it started out, the first building was an, the Opera House in downtown Buena Vista. And uh, um, here's a couple of alums. Okay, uh, Buena Vista. Athletic alums. Jim Doran is a name that I remember from the Lions in the 50s. Jim Fanning. 
was the first general manager of yeah. the Montreal Expos. Gotcha. And it was a, a noted baseball executive. And I must admit, I missed Jesse Schmidt, a wide receiver of the Iowa Barnstormers of, of the, uh, of the uh, Arena Football League. So there's some of their alums. And so uh, will will Nate Bjorgren go down as the greatest and 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 uh, most successful person uh, ever to come out of Buena Vista? Well, Thanks. the leader in the clubhouse is Fanning, <laughs> and and uh, and of course Doran was a successful player. Yeah, uh, but anyway, but you know what? This this follows the recent pattern of of faceless analytics driven. I'm sure. Uh, coaches in the league, the the, the old formula yeah. uh, is dead. Now I'm going to do something. You'll love this. Okay. Still a research. Okay, started covering the league in in 1969. Uh, 14 team league. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven of the coaches were former players. Wow. 11 Including of the Butch Vibratikoff, I'm counting. I'm going to be playing the NBA briefly for the Knicks in yep. 1947. Yep. I'm just giving you some of these names. You could put it, okay, Guerin, Richie Guerin with the Hawks. Gene Shue yep. was the Bullets. Tommy Heinsohn with the Celtics. Paul Seymour who uh, with the uh, Detroit Pistons. He had been a, a Syracuse Nat when they won the championship. Okay. Um, Butch Vibratikoff, Larry Costello, pretty good player. Red Holtzman, of course, had been a player. He's on his 51 championship, Rochester Royals. Um Johnny Carr, Johnny Red Carter, maybe the greatest passing center of them all. Um, Jack McMahon, who had been a guard with the Hawks. George Lee was a sub with the with the uh, he was the, he was the coach of the uh, 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 Warriors, and he had been a uh, you know and yep. Al Bianchi, who was a, a longtime NBA player. That's the that was the general formula to become a coach in the NBA in those days. Ten years later, yeah, how many? We're still player centric. All right, Jerry Sloan, Al Adels, Bob Leonard, Don Nelson, Kevin Lockery, Red Holtzman, Billy Cunningham, Doug Moe, Gene Shue, Lenny Wilkins, all former pros. So there's 10 NBA coaches, okay. former uh, players who are coaches. Today? Yeah, how many? Uh, I didn't do today. <laughs> Tell me, let's, let's go over right ahead. <laughs> but there aren't many. Yeah, um, I Doc mean, Rivers. Doc Rivers, Ty Lue. Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. I mean, there are some, but yeah, yeah. you're right. It, it's it, it it feels like some of the, the old players are being recirculated. Again, the Doc Rivers is the Ty Lue's, um, but it's a lot more of if you're an assistant for a successful NBA franchise, um, San Antonio was obviously a big one, right? I mean, they were yes guys going left and right that were assistant coaches for Pop. Now, is it something where, yeah, Toronto, um, obviously, the, to me, Nick Nurse has done as good a job as anybody in the NBA over the last two seasons. You can't even dispute that. Um, the, for, the formula, the biggest way to get to be an NBA coach right now yep. is to be a, uh, a technician, a, 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 a guy in any organization and work your way up. You don't have to have any college credential. You don't have to have any pro credential. Here's some of the names uh, in the NBA who could all walk down the street, any street in America, including the one in the city where they work. Well, I, and, I'd love to have these guys in front of you, Bob, and you try to pick out who's who. That would be <laughs> – honestly, we should do that. We should try to get 
you pictures of all these guys and see if you could correctly identify how many you could do. Now, since I wrote an article about this in January in yep. Basketball Times, three of them have gotten their heads lopped off. Okay. Here was who were the, here, here were some of the names though as of January of, of, of and no as of the end of the season. Yep. As of May, excuse me, the end of the season was is in September. Okay, you ready? Yep. Brett Brown. Yep. Gone. Mike Miller, Kenny Atkinson, Steve Clifford, James Barrigo, Lloyd Pierce, Mike Budenholzer, Mike Malone, Ryan Saunders, and Jim Boylan. I said they all could be in some sort of coaches' witness protection program. Yeah, and you're kidding. They all, they all apprentice one way or the other in these organizations. Now, who is the poster child for this whole thing? Guess who? The two guys who just played for the NBA championship. Yeah, yeah. Frank Vogel. Who's Frank Vogel? Video coordinator years ago. Video. He's a Celtic video coordinator. That's right. That's Who's right. Eric Spolstra? Yeah. He was a heat. He's going to be a heat lifer. Wasn't it the battle of the video coordinators? Yes. This is how you get to be a coach. You, you pay your dues in that regard. And and and, and you know, and see the, anyway. the study, Bob. I would love to see a study for which group has been more successful. Now, again, it's yeah. hard because some guys get better jobs, right? To so the former players, yes. get better jobs. Then, because people rip on the college coaches who go to the NBA, and I always say it's not really fair because most college coaches who go to the NBA don't get very good jobs. You know, like right, Brad exactly. Stevens got a great franchise, not a great job at that point. I mean, they were terrible. He lost 18 straight. Right. I mean, Billy Donovan, you know, obviously he had Westbrook and in, in, in KD when he went there. So yeah. it, it, it's not really apples to apples when you try to compare. But I would love to see, again – the success rate overall of the former player as opposed to the non-player. I think the biggest interesting transition is, is away. You know, we, we had a period of time starting in the, roughly 1968 when college coaches were starting to creep into the NBA, Dick Mata, Cotton Fitzsimmons, Bill Fitch, that crop came in. Dr. Jack had been a, a GM interim. You know, he was the GM of the 67 championship 76ers after his fabulously successful career at St. Joe's. Um, So does he qualify as a college guy? Uh, He had a pro he had, yeah, you know, okay. But that was, that was a good Avenue to get in. Did I mention Dick Mata who was plucked out of Weber state when no one knew what Weber state was at that time, Dick Mata. Uh, and co- I meant Cotton. Uh, I, that was the way to go for a, a book. Butch Vavrikov out of Princeton and went to the Lakers, and then later coached the Pistons and the, and the uh, Jazz. Okay, um, and then uh, they had varying degrees of success. Uh, the only one who ever won a championship, you know, Mata won with the uh, Bullets, and Fitch won with the Celtics. Right. Cotton never won. Uh, McLeod never won. Another one, John McLeod out of Oklahoma. When do, they- you, do you like this or not, Bob? Do you, do you generally, are you in favor of this? Or if you're a GM, would you go more the former player route? Well, I just think um, the way that you've, I think there's always going to be a player who clearly has the aptitude for it, uh, you know, um, for sure. But not that many are, are going to want to put in their dues to do that this way, you know, yeah. No player is going to go up the ladder. He's not going to go to the video room and then walk up. They're going to be on a name. Um, you know, uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any total right or wrong, but we know what the trend is, you know, and these guys, these, 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 I don't, I don't want to insult them, but these faceless guys that, that have this credential 
uh, uh, whether they worked in the in the CBA now G League or whether they. Uh, well, there, there are a bunch of point. Listen, the one thing I'll say is looking down the list list right now, you do have a bunch of former point guards or guards. Steve, let me read them to you. There are yeah. there are like ten: Steve Nash, Billy Donovan, Rick Carlisle. Not always point guards, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Steve Kerr, Ty Lue. Uh, I'm just scanning down yeah. here. Uh, Doc Rivers, Luke yeah. Walton played. Uh, Quinn Snyder, Scott Brooks. So there there are a few, but you're right. The number, Monty Williams. Um, so there are some guys who certainly played, but I, I think it's kind of a, a, you know, kind of a split right now. And it's interesting yeah. to see, you know, where this thing heads. I, I just, you know, the interesting part, and we'll focus a little bit on the Pacers now. Yeah. Is you get a faceless guy like this and you have a franchise that certainly underachieved a little bit the last couple of years in the playoffs, but I don't consider what they did this past year underachieving because you had Victor Oladipo coming back from the injury and you didn't have Sabonis. Right. So me, I wouldn't even have fired, uh, to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't have fired uh, uh, Nate. Um, you know, McMillan. yeah, I, I don't think McMillan deserved to be fired after this year. No. Uh, they've got some good pieces. The big key is what do you do with Oladipo? His deal is up after next year, Bob. Yeah. And there are some whispers that he wants out of, mm-hmm. of Indiana. I don't think he's really a number one guy. I, I know he made the all-star team when he was healthy two years ago, but he's I think a nice he, player. Right. But it's he's like not Donovan a, Mitchell to me. Oladipo and Donovan Mitchell are very similar to me hmm. in, in a sense that they can both get hot and have their unbelievable games. Um, neither one are incredible shooters. They're high, low efficiency, high, uh, you know, yeah. high usage, high yeah, usage volume, type guy, volume, high volume guys that again, I don't think they're top 10 players in the league. I think they're probably Donovan's probably a little bit better than Vic right now, but they're probably somewhere in that 15 to 25 range and they're better off as number two guys. But let's face it in Utah and Indiana, you're not getting a number one guy. You're not getting a free agent. Who's going to be a number one guy to come there to play alongside those guys. So they're almost forced to be number one guys and they're not good enough to do that. Glad you mentioned that. I'm glad because I just, thought just flashed across my head. I was harping for years on the fact that the Celtics could not attract a prime of life free agent and didn't get one, you know, uh, uh, until Al Horford. And the only reason they got, uh, you know, Ray Ray Allen was conscripted. He was traded for and Kevin KG. Oh, I'll go there now. You know, he had options. Uh, He had his control. I'll go there to play with KG and Paul Pierce. They couldn't get one. They finally got one. I'm, I don't know how many of those other old cold cities or those other undesirable, those lesser, you know, uh, off the radar cities are, are, have ever attracted any prime free agents either, whether it's Milwaukee. You know, because well, there's the big one coming up. We all know. Everybody in the league is, 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 the, 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 is the predators. The, the buzzards are flying, flying and circling around the city of Milwaukee, right? All the, all the NBA buzzards. Yeah, because I, I think unlike Kawhi, <laughs> you know, with Kawhi, you kind of knew who had a real shot with Kawhi. With Giannis, it's almost like you, you really don't know what he's going to do. With Kawhi, I think everybody knew he wanted to go back home. He wanted to go to L.A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it's Lakers, Clippers, he wanted to go back home. With Kawhi, uh, with, with Giannis, it's like, where where does he go from here if he goes? Or is he, or is he, he, is he loyal? Is he loyal yeah. to Milwaukee and maybe they can – they can pull somebody to play with them. Um, ultimately, they have a number one guy. 
although a lot of people after the postseason this year would say Giannis wasn't a number one guy in the playoffs because he can't shoot. Um, and that's the key, right? All those guys I mentioned, Oladipo, Donovan, Mitchell, Giannis, are not great shooters. They're streaky shooters. Giannis being they're, the, sco- they're, they're scorers of some type, but they're not shooters. So, yeah. I think in today's NBA, to be a number one guy, kind of got to be able to shoot the basketball, don't you? I mean, LeBron may be the exception because he's not a great shooter, but he's so good at well, it's hard. Well, we're, we're talking now about two-time MVP and right. Giannis. So, I mean, he is the exception maybe. Yes. Uh, yeah, but, I think but there's is. so often exceptions to every rule, as we, also, as we learned to say a long time ago, you know. But as a rule, yeah. So the Pacers, if, if you're the Pacers and you're Kevin Pritchard and you're trying to figure out what to do, do you keep this core together of, of Oladipo? Mm-hmm. Do you put Sabonis back in? Do you roll the dice this year or do you trade Oladipo for what you can get now because otherwise he could leave you high and dry a year from now? Well, the East is still not – it's still available, don't you think? Yes. I mean, yes. I mean you know, Miami did, did deserved everything they got, but, I mean, they're not – they're not a scare. You don't, you're not scared of them. Right. There's nobody to be scared of. Milwaukee's been proven to be flawed to, and you know, charmingly flawed, you know, shall we say, uh, you know, and uh, they, they can be had as we know, we found that out. Uh, the Celtics are, you know, they, they need something else to go. Nobody's great. Step. Nobody's no, not, they, they can, no separation in the East yeah, to me, you know, can, no, there isn't much. I think you can throw pretty much of a blanket over those, teams we just discussed and uh, um, so you roll the dice you roll the dice one more year with this group and see maybe they're healthy enough and 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 collectively I mean they've got a good bench they're deep Um, you know again without Oladipo I thought they played pretty well for the most part this past season and then again you take Sabonis off that team too you and I are probably the two biggest Domus (laughs) Sabonis fans on the planet Uh, it changes the entire um to me, it changes the entire uh, series uh, for the Pacers. They're not overwhelmed up front uh, by Bam Adebayo and, 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 and Miami. Um, so, all right, before we go on to the other coaching changes, so can I read you who the biggest – do you know who the biggest free agent is this year? No. Have you looked at this? Go ahead. So Anthony Davis is going to probably – you know, he's going to stay with the Lakers. We know that. Yeah. Brandon Ingram's restricted. They're going to match whatever it is from New Orleans. Uh, you know, Gordon Hayward's got a player option. He's going to take it, and, and maybe Danny H tries to deal him. But ultimately, I think Gordon Hayward stays in Boston. The best unrestricted free agent out of this class. You ready for this one? And I love this kid. I love him. 26 years old, average 17 and, and 6, great defender, played on a team in which they went deep in the playoffs. They won a title two years ago, Robert Ryan. Can you guess who it is? Siakam. No, Fred Van Vliet. Oh, Fred. Love Fred. Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet is the best no restricted free agent out there for the taking. Boy, how about that? Which shows you a lot about this. Again, yeah. no deals made. Everybody feels like Chris Paul is going to be dealt from Oklahoma City, yeah. most likely. And, and the interesting thing will be, Bob, could somehow LeBron James get his good buddy Chris Paul to the Lakers? I don't, I don't know how the money would, would work. There with those three, but maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe, you know, again, if they have those three, they might need to fill out the roster with with you and I rather than J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters because they're going to have no money left. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet Online is going the extra mile 
to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head up to BetOnline online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So what do you do? You, you figure, what, how do you project Rondo next year then? You probably well, don't. You say about Rondo? Chris okay. Paul. Yeah, you probably don't. If you bring out Chris Paul, I would assume you're probably saying um, goodbye to, to Rondo. Um, but again, I, I think, listen, Chris Paul and LeBron have been buddies forever. Mm-hmm. It would uh, it would allow Chris Paul to maybe win a title before he uh, he, he hangs him up, which would be you know huge for that him. Would the, that would be the you know he'd be he'd be the Ray Bork of yes. of basketball. That's right. Yep, getting one. Well, that, I mean, that's a really a good analogy, by the way. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It would be at the end, <laughs> the end of his career. He's not. Although, listen, Chris Paul had one hell of a year last year. He did have a good year. Great, great year. So, uh, if you're Oklahoma City, you got to be careful. But you know, Fred VanVleet, uh, Gallinari, Montrez Harrell. Another unre- these are unrestricted ones. Really, I think Dragic might be. I'm not a hundred percent on that one, but I think if Dragic is unrestricted, man, like right. that's a huge one for Miami to keep. Number one, yep. or can he get paid at 35, whatever he is right now? Could he get one more pretty good contract for two, three years? You wonder really make make money. But if you're Miami, I don't think you can let him go the way he played. Oh, I honestly believe he was their MVP in the, in the previous series and, Me too. and the, against the Celtics. I thought he was their night in, night out, most reliable performer. Uh, you know, Bam had the great explosive moments, but he was steady. They had he three guys. I, I felt like Jimmy Butler, Bam, and, and, and Dragic that were all yeah. absolutely terrific when they were on the court. But, you know, they might be thinking, well, you know, we remember we, we none had that terrific year. Right. And, and, and you got to figure he, he's going to be able to build on that. They might be thinking, but but boy, I was reminded how good Dragic is. Yeah, I, I became a big, I saw, I, I I filled in my application for the fan club on that one. Oh, you got to! I mean, watching him and how how I don't know, he just you felt like he he had, uh, he had he had the cojones every yeah. time out there. He wanted to take the big shot. Yeah. He did take the big shot. He made the big shot. You know, it was just he was one of those it. things where yeah, I, I felt like again his. You forgot, like maybe because he hadn't played on the big stage, so you just didn't really watch him enough. Yeah, I mean, because when he made the All Star team, he was on a Phoenix team. Nobody remembers anything. Exactly, about. exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so that's the the free agent. Well, Fred Lindley, underwhelming as yes, a whole, say the least. And I think yeah, if, it is. If you're Chicago or or you're New York, I think you got to go after a Fred Lindley. I, I think those are the teams <laughs> to me that make the most sense. He's he's probably not unless. Toronto wants to give him the money and he stays, which maybe he should because it's, it, it's obviously been a great spot for him. Um, and, and you keep him with Lowry and Siakam and, mm. you know, why can't they be very good again next year? Where if you go to New York, you, you're not going to win. If you go to Chicago and they need a point guard, maybe it takes Chicago from a non-playoff team to, you know, sneaking in as the eighth, seven seed. Yeah. But, you know, you stay in Toronto, you've built a culture there. Uh, Nick Nurse loves you. The city loves you. Um, but he's going to get paid. I mean, he's going to get paid 20, 20 million plus easily. Uh, Fred Van Vliet. He's a culture guy. He guards at a high level. Tough as shit. Like, just 
everything everything that's right about a team, but he he can't be a number one guy. No, he's got to have help. He he probably is ideal as your number three guy on, on a good team. Right, right. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Well, happy for him. I've been a fan of his uh, since I first saw him, and so I like him. That's good. Good for him. Um, the other big news of the week. Um, are you a big analytics guy? Do you consider yourself? No, I'm, I'm, I respect a, a, a place for it, yeah. but you know how I feel about the three. And, and then, you know, we, we're going to get it to the Mr. Mr. Man who has had the most nefarious effect on the, on the artistry of the aesthetics of the game, in my view, ever. You so know, you, you are Bob Ryan cannot be a Daryl Morey fan. Cannot. No, I mean, no, not, not that when you're wedded. I mean, I like balance. Yeah. You know, I mean, the game, he, he has done more to emphasize that the, the, the three is the game than any individual ever. And and he changed it. Dow Morey, the Tony LaRusso baseball and, and Dow Morey in basketball. And, and, and you know, because we he started here. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know, but, yeah, but uh, I didn't either. I didn't, um, either. you know, he's, but no, I mean, he's, he's, so what's, I want to know what he's going to do. Yeah. So Daryl Morey, in case people don't know by now, um, I guess resigned is the the term due to personal reasons. I'm not sure I'm completely buying that, Bob. I don't know. No, he says yeah, that. I, I don't know either because obviously the owner, um, uh, Fertitta, you know, is a guy that doesn't have a lot of patience with the Rockets. So you wonder if if he had had enough. Although you got to give Maury credit, like eight straight years in the playoffs. Yeah, did a great job keeping right. them competitive. They got to a point. Right. You no, know, they got to I a point. Felt like the the one thing with Maury that I always felt was he never, he, he never took into account the intangibles and chemistry and he just threw guys together and based on, again, maybe the numbers and the numbers said, well, if we got a chance to get Westbrook to pair with, with, with Harden, you know, let, let's pair them together and let's bring on Dwight Howard. And I just felt like it was just kind of, he was almost playing craps every, every day. And sometimes well, in terms out. of this, analytics-driven approach, there's a very interesting parallel in terms of a level of success reached between the Houston Rockets and the Oakland A's and Billy Bean. Yeah, Billy Bean couldn't get it done. Uh, and uh, it, 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 nice little engine that could teams, you know, but playing that way, the way they did. But um, anyway, but now, of course, we're in a whole other world with, with the, the Friedman-esque and, 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 oh, my God, yeah, that's baseball. We'll get that later. But, um, no, I'm not a big fan of Daryl Morey in that sense, but I have to respect, you know, he's no fool. God knows, you know, and, and, and he'll hit you with the, with the numbers that, you know, you have to go, all right, all right, all right. But I still think that there's a place for a two-point shot. I still think there's a place for a low-post game. I still think there ought to be one. And, you know, the Rockets took an extreme this year. They went absolutely, completely hog wild. Uh, Event, you know, finally, with a, putting a, an NBA team out there in 2020 with the tallest guy starting at 6'7", Covington, after they finally got rid of Capella and, and went the other way. And, and you know, didn't get him where to get him. And really know. a 6'4 center in P.J. Tucker. Yeah. You know, right. I, there's, a, there's a place in the world for P.J. Tucker. But, you know, anyway, it's, 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 we can't talk about Dow Morey and not talk about the tweet. And, and and what kind of eventual fallout within the organization and, and 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 you know how angry the NBA people are in terms of the yep. money that he cost them, you know, sure. for taking a principled stand that he ought to be have a right as a citizen to take, but which kind of backfired 
you know, an enormously, an enormous way financially. For people who don't know, he is the general manager of the Rockets, who way back when tweeted a support of the Hong Kong situation of the Hong Kong people against the communist regime, and China re re reacted by uh, pulling the plug on a, on a couple billion dollars worth of business that the NBA was doing. Finally, relenting in Game Five of the finals to come back it. and put the game on. If by the way, that kind of went out kind of radar. pushback was Don't there was on the in, in mainland China that created that. Maybe there was some great pushback that we never heard about. I, I, I was amazed when you told me that. I that went completely under the radar to me mm. um, that 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 occurred. So all right, so the Houston Rockets now uh, they I guess they promoted from within. Uh, yeah, the general manager. They they still don't have a coach. Now, how about the the front runner? I guess I don't know if this is true, but the three candidates are Jeff Van Gundy, Stephen Silas, and John Lucas, who might be the front runner. I heard that? Well, first, I would, you know, I have to give you the last interaction I have with John Lucas. You'll love this story. Go yeah. ahead, give me your thoughts on John Lucas first. I root. I I, I want him to. And I want the end of the story for his incredible saga, drug battled saga, you know, to yep. end on a positive note, because he's a bright guy. And he's a, I think he's essentially a good person who, you know, who no, obviously had a system that really had a problem staying yep. away from the drugs. OK, you know, I mean, I, I use it, him as right now, how powerful it must be yeah. to have an addiction that, that the career that he basically shit canned you yep. know because of his addiction yeah yep. when he's a bright guy with two college degrees etc 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 he's trying to help people now so he does for a living and i, I root for him i had a nice breakfast in him once or twice a time in boston you know but way back when and we talked about all this stuff and you know I yeah, good guy he, he's been an assistant with the rockets uh for the last few years so that gives him a little bit of an inside track i'll give you a quick story i'll try yeah. to abbreviate it so I'm at a, uh, a uh, it's called the NBA Players Camp two years ago, not this past June, obviously, because it didn't take place. But the, the previous June, it's in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's the first year. It's all the top 100 uh, high school players. First year I got to it and I went to it because college coaches were allowed and NBA personnel was allowed as well. So I get there and all these events now, uh, guys charge for the books and the information about the kids and all it is like rosters and where they go to school. And it's a bunch of nothing, maybe phone numbers. Um, they charge like $425 to each school. So Virginia had bought four of them. So they spent do the math, $1,700 on four of these books. You, you needed to buy one for each coach. I believe that was no. there. So I'm there. Coaches are complaining about it. I had to buy three books blah, 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 blah. I spent, you know, 1200 bucks and I made it out to John Lucas Enterprises. And I'm like, huh, why would you make it out to John Lucas Enterprises? Well, John Lucas was running the camp. Okay. <laughs> but again, it's an NBA yeah. player camp sponsored by the NBA. So I tweeted something out there. Mm -hmm. I said, coaches are complaining. Uh, they made, this is quite a racket. I said, quite a racket for John Lucas. I said, you know, there's 300 coaches here. Do the math times 400 bucks. John Lucas is rolling in it. So how about this? So he called me Ooh. from Mike Rice's. They were down on the court. We were up upstairs. All the coaches and NBA guys and media were up top. And all of a sudden, 
I see on my phone, Mike Rice. I'm like, Mike Rice, he's down there. And I look down <laughs> at center court, down low, and John Lucas is holding the phone, right <laughs> Mike Rice. And he's yelling at me. I'm not making a dollar off this. I said, well, John, all, all I know is all the coaches are making the, money, the, the checks out to John Lucas Enterprises. He said, well, I'm not making – change that tweet. So I changed it to something like uh, John Lucas told me he's not making any money off this. Still a hell of a racket for whoever's getting paid. <laughs> so that was my last John Lucas. Actually, I might have seen him since briefly. So after- did you get any further info? Was it tried? I tried to reach out to the NBA Players Association to find out who the hell was getting paid off that thing. Yeah, that's. I, listen, all I know is if the, if the checks are made out to John, I, my guess, and I don't have proof of this. My guess is, Bob. This is the first year, again, that that happened. The NBA had no idea how much money was at stake that could be made off these books. So my guess is John Lucas never had to tell the NBA. They never would have known. And he, 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 he gets that money. And it's, again, do the math, right? You're talking 400 bucks times 300 coaches. That's a yeah, that's yeah. good that's, amount. That's I'd like 120, to. 120 I'd grand. I take, take that. Right? I'll run uh, a you know, for 120 grand. So I guess what I'm illustrating is John Lucas is a very smart individual, Bob. I know he is very, very smart. I know he is. And he was a first. He was, a first, he was the first pick of the draft in 1976. Yes. Number one pick, ladies and gentlemen, John Lucas. Out of Maryland. Hell he of could a play player. this game. Yeah. And of yeah. course, you know his other great claim to fame. He was he was Renee Richards' doubles partner. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew he was a hell of a tennis player. He was Renee I, Richards' def- really tennis partner, a doubles partner. Imagine him uh, playing tennis. Huh? Yes. Yeah, just yes. Strange, you know, like you don't see that, that good basketball tennis combo. Is that good? Yeah. Uh, now we, we've mentioned this before, but if, if it ever happens, Stephen Silas, oh, son God. of my friend Paul, yep. yep. If he gets an NBA job, he would be the first NBA coach with whom I played Nerf ball on my knees in his <laughs> living room. <laughs> Listen, that that that. That definitely will uh, result in a story. There'll be a and story I would say Boston Globe. The first NBA coach that anybody has ever played Nerf ball with on their knees in the living room. Does that uh, make uh, you feel anybody, old, Bob? In a writing fraternity. <laughs> Does that make you feel old? No, it makes me feel good. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond all that. Hey, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm beyond that. I am. I, beyond that. I know how long I covered this league. Yep. And, yep. Oh, yeah. So, but, all right. Uh, so, um, and then we got New Orleans that I still think is a really good job. Like, yeah, I thought, I thought they'd be flocking to want to co- coach, you know, I don't know what David Griffin's doing, why he's moving so slow. You've got, you know, Stan Van Gundy, a lot of people, he's think he's going to get it. You, you've heard some other young coaches assistants <laughs> be mentioned for the job. Um, I don't, I don't know what Griff is doing over there. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, why wouldn't you want to bring somebody in? The draft is now under a month away, less than a month it's away. Scheduled for November 18, scheduled. And they, they, they are still, hint, you know, hedging. Right. Right now, right now, it's November 18. Even today in the morning, I already read the paper in the morning. There's a reference to it. It's, it's scheduled for. Yeah, I think it'll be the 18th. I, I think they're going to, unless something crazy happens, I yeah. think they're going to keep it for the 18th. But to me, if you're in New Orleans, you want to have a coach in place. Yeah. If I'm David Griffin. I want to know all right, what type of style are you running? Because that does factor in. It should factor in at times to who you're going to draft. If you're, you know, I don't know where New Orleans is off the top of my head. 
uh, drafting. But like to me, again, if they're somewhere in that mid first round and you're picking between two guys and, and Stan Van Gundy's your coach. Well, first of all, you want to know personality wise, can that kid handle Stan Van Gundy? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. number one. Seriously. Seriously. So, yeah. I'd like to see both of the Van Gundys back in. So well, I don't want Jeff back in. You want him because you want to listen to him. Yeah. I, I, I like with, that about Stan too, but, but they're great personalities to have back on the sidelines. I know, but I, I felt this way for years. I said that he's serving a larger and more constituency than one little, I know. I think you're I, right. I know. I would I be, a, I and he proved, he proved he can still coach when he do, what he do with that USA team that, uh, that, yes. uh, you know, without last year, he certainly. I'd like to have, you know, Houston and new Orleans and have Jeff or Stan. I think that would be fun too to have Big Van Gundy oh, against each other. Not, yes, it would. Right? Oh boy! <laughs> I mean, they're 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 two again, like we said, they're, they're they're great to listen to, but I think they also would add something um, to a league that, you know, again doesn't lack for entertainment and 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 drama. But I, I think they'd add to it. They'd add to it, and I'd like to see Jeff back in because he, it's been so long. Oh, it's like it's. Uh... 13 years, I think. It's amazing. You don't see that very now, often. Dick, Ver, Dick Vermeil did it in football with a big a big gap and, and, and got away with it. retired, though. Didn't, he, didn't Vermeil retire or no? Yeah, yeah I think so. Right. I don't know what he was doing in that interim. Was he doing any broadcast? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, but I don't either. Anyway, you know, he came back and did it. But uh, Jeff, that's still – but the thing is, Jeff proved last year he still got the chops. Yeah. I knew know that. I know. But I would miss him. I would, you know. But, hey, you know, whatever makes you happy. Uh, I know we're going to get to the draft, of course, but just one thought crossed my head here when you mentioned the draft. And uh, is the biggest, what's your biggest curiosity? I know what mine is about the about the first round. Uh, what, what's I mean, your biggest? Probably who goes number one, Bob. I I I think it's as wide open as it's been, and, and you've got major question marks with all these guys that could go number one. Lamelo Ball. We've gone through it a little bit, but again. The lack of coaching, the lack of discipline, not an unbelievable athlete, but man, he could pass the ball, see the floor. Uh, not a great shooter either. Terrible form, kind of like his brother Lonzo. You've got Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, who shot 40 from the field and under 30 from three. And his team lost just about every game he played last year. And then you've got James Wiseman, who played three games, seven footer, long, talented, but a lot of people question. Uh, number one, his his motor, how how tough he is, and number two, do you draft a a seven footer with the number one pick with the way the game is right now? So See, I would that's say, my yeah. curiosity: who goes for James Wiseman, given the trend of basketball? Who goes for him now? I'm thinking, I have no idea. You've seen him, I haven't. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was hoping to see him much this year, but I didn't. In fact, he was going to come to uh, UConn. They, and, you know, I was going to go to the game. You know, yeah. there was no game. Okay. Um, is there anything got the number one pick, Bob? Minnesota, which already has Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Has the is number there one anything pick. in him to, to to project him into a facsimile of Anthony Davis? No, zero. Okay. Zero. Not that absolutely Davis. zero. That's why I want to know. I don't know. Okay. Will not That's be Anthony question. Davis. That's uh, my question. Still was he can't be Anthony Davis on the offensive end? He's just not. That's not him. Right. He can handle it like that. He can't shoot it like that. Um, he, he's more probably more comparable to DeAndre Ayton than he is yeah. Davis. And I actually think Ayton is more talented um, from an offensive skills standpoint. 
So, but I, I listen, I like Wiseman. I don't love him. I don't love Edwards. I don't love Lamelo. No, yeah, Obi Toppin probably goes like four. I like him. I, I just, I, I think they're all about the same. And in, in an ordinary draft, you'd have them all in that five to ten range. And yeah. say, like, all yeah. right, I like him. I like him at five, but I don't like him at one. So I, I think it's honestly a curse right now. If you're Gerson Rosas, who's got the number one pick, just got the job as a GM of the Timberwolves. I think it's a curse to have the number one pick right now. No, I, well, like the year when Bennett was number one, and you know, look at that. That, that was one of those years. And, and got Chris Grant fired. Look what happened. Got Chris Grant fired in Cleveland because he took Anthony Bennett from a group that, again, there was probably no real win-win. Uh, but he took the the lose lose there, which was yeah. Anthony Bennett, who's now not even in the league. So yeah. we'll 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 focus. I mean, again, what are we at now? We're at uh, the twenty first. Yeah, next week we'll 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 start doing a little bit more of the draft. I'm sure we'll have a couple of these jobs that'll be filled by yeah. then. And listen, we we know there'll be more news because there always is with the NBA. And maybe if, Greg Marshall. Maybe we'll have a decision on Greg Marshall by then. Yeah, and if and then if not all else fails, I'll wheel about the three. Yeah, you. I mean, listen. I'll scream about the three. You know, that'll take us a few. Do that minutes. every week. We can do that. Every <laughs> week. All right. Well, listen. Appreciate it, Bob. We'll talk uh, next week. Have a good. Uh, have a good weekend. Okay, Jeff.